Hey there, welcome to Sunday Brunch, a conversation over coffee between friends where we discuss everything from foundation to food. This week we'll be talking about food, cooking, things to do with food, so we're getting close to our like, little mantra. <laughs> yes, finally, we're getting back on track despite yeah. COVID-19. Yeah, which is nice, I think, um, even though there's obviously things going on in the world that um, are super important and very um, good to stay aware of. It's also nice not to think about it for a while. So we're going back to our scheduled regular um, podcast episodes. <laughs> yeah, we decided yesterday that we've kind of touched on coronavirus a bit last week and that mm. we've set our piece and we all know where to go to get the best information and it's not really our, our specialty. So we're probably here to distract more than yes. anything else. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think it's good to do some, like, for people to come and get online distraction because I think a lot of people have been watching more YouTube videos and things like that. Just, I know I have anyway. <laughs> I don't know about you. I, no, I never watch YouTube. I hardly really. <laughs> yeah, I've just never been a YouTube person. I think probably the most use I've ever gotten from it is from Yoga with Adrian. Yeah, well, I watch it while I'm doing things like cooking videos right. or like Bronte and I both watch um, Bon Appetit, which is like BA on YouTube there, and they have like Yeah, a, I've heard about this. It's so, so good. And yesterday I made um, – one of the guys, Brad, has a show called It's Alive and I made um, his tomato and ricotta bruschetta. Oh, my gosh, it was so good. <laughs> I saw that on your story. It looked amazing. Yeah. One of them I added some boiled egg just for, like, protein um, and some avocado as well. But, yeah, I was just going to make – I don't, I was just going to make an acai bowl yesterday and then I saw his YouTube video. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to make this. And I had everything. So it worked out really well. Um, I feel like at the moment, last week when we spoke, I said, yeah, I've been doing heaps of good cooking. And in some respects, that's true yeah. um, because I have more time at home. But this week I've been finding I'm just determined to not go to the shops for bits and pieces. So because of that, I've just been eating from what I've got rather than finding a recipe and going out to specifically buy those ingredients. And that has amounted in me not eating anything exciting at all. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that because I, I think over the first couple of weeks when like everyone was freaking out, I didn't freak out, but I just did a lot of big grocery shops. Yeah. And so this week I haven't actually done a grocery shop and I just, I went and bought um, like meat from a butcher and mm -hmm. then basically haven't really gone to the shops other than that, um, which has been good because I really need to eat down the contents of our fridge. Um, yeah, that's that's the one good thing. Yeah, so I think, and you're right, like just staying away from being like going to the shops and stuff, it all helps with, um, you know, everybody else's situation as well. So, I think so um, what have you been up to in isolation? Running, which I saw you yesterday, which was really good. Yeah, um, we actually literally ran into each other. Yeah, and I think I might have scared you a bit. <laughs> yeah, you did because I had my AirPods in and I'm super, yeah. super wary of anyone that's close to me in this current environment. If anyone stands too close to me, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I was like, who is this person behind me? But it was you, so it's all good. <laughs> I saw it on your face and then I sort of like laughed a bit, but then I knew you wouldn't mind. But <laughs> yeah, no. but um, that was good being able to see you because we haven't seen each other for like what feels like forever. Um, yes. Yep. But I think just trying to keep up with like a semi-normal routine, I've, I think I've been finding it hard to, um, keep consistent with work. Like I've been getting more easily distracted. Um, just because I don't know, it's just easy to like when everybody's home, cause my parents are currently up here. So my mom always wants to talk or my sister wants to do something cause she's not going out yeah. to work. So I think I've been getting more easily distracted. Um, but apart from that, like um, it's, it's been all good and um, just been cooking and tidying up and working. But yeah. And what about you? What have you been up to this week? Um, well, I essentially lost my job, so not much. Mm. <laughs> um, I now have a lot of free time to just do uni. Um, yeah. So if anyone out there needs someone who can write, hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it's not really a job seekers climate at the moment. As everyone is aware, there are heaps of people being laid off. So I'm not special and heaps of my friends from work are in the same boat, but it is really disappointing and discouraging and um, I hate the idea of it. Absolutely. And every single part of me rejects it, but um, unfortunately it is what it is at the moment. So yeah, can't do much about it. It's really hard because um, in the situation that we're in, there's just, it's out of our control, you know, and you're not the kind of person who generally likes to not work. <laughs> but oh, exactly. Like what we said yesterday, you can just take the time to focus on study and um, read, a, read a few books and do some other things that maybe you needed to do that you didn't get, you couldn't get around to. Yeah. And the only good thing is that I had some savings ready to go for when I went on PRAC um, Mm. because that would have taken me away from work for a long time. And that's not going ahead now because of COVID, obviously. So um, it's kind of not going to be, I guess, in the short term, it won't be as different to what I was expecting. But um, it's just scary that if this goes on for eight months, I like it's very, very difficult to see how I'm going to get myself out of this little sticky situation. But um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, yeah, you're very blessed to have the support of like your family and, and I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I do have support of people, but, um, it's just like the whole identity burden of not Mm. having a job anymore. doesn't make me feel good at all. And that's, that's me in a casual job. So I can only imagine how people who've studied and had a degree feel, um, with their, with their careers being sidetracked because of this, that would be so much worse. So I'm just trying to remain empathetic and Mm. not really think about it all that much and just get on with it. Um, So in the spirit of that, I have been not cooking as much because like I said before, I I just seem to have fallen off that bandwagon, but um, I've just been doing uni and um, watching and listening to a few things. So I'll start off our recommendations. Have you heard of The Stranger on Netflix? Oh, I have, but it looks very creepy. It's not creepy. I'd say like oh, on the, the reason I started watching it was because the trailer came on when I clicked into Netflix. You know how sometimes yeah. they just start playing and I wasn't at all interested in it. And then the, the trailer looked really good and I'd been listening to a Chat 10 Looks 3 recent episode and Annabelle Crabb mentioned that she'd watched it and she mm. has the highest batch, bastion of cultural taste. So if she watched it, it's good enough for anyone. So I started it and it's just become binge worthy because it's not super hard to follow at all. It's British, which automatically makes me love it more because I just love the accents and I love the settings. Um, There's a lot of different storylines. So there's heaps to keep you engaged and I'm interested to see how they tie it all up because at the moment it seems pretty messy to me and there's only eight episodes. So you won't waste your life on it. I just looked it up. Um, Is it the one that it's like a female detective or something? Well, or is it? There's a few detectives. There's a few okay. detectives in it. Um, it's basically based on secrets. So a stranger comes up to someone and tells them a secret about their life, and then disappears. And it's the chaos that ensues after that. Because I might like that. Because I thought you were talking about Stranger Things, and then no, that, no, no, yeah, I got them confused no. because stra- I think Stranger Things is more creepy. Oh yeah, this is more of a thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'd like it because I like police shows and stuff like that. Yeah, it's good. I also watched Jojo Rabbit, the movie from last year. Oh, I've never heard of that. Okay, it was meant to be a contender for the Oscars and it's starring Scarlett Johansson. um, And the male lead in it was actually the first married to win at the Oscars. Yeah. So it's got a really good cast um and the female protagonist from true history of the kelly gang is also in it so i seem to be like following that actor around at the moment in what i'm choosing to watch but it was amazing it's about a little boy in nazi germany and hitler is his imaginary friend because obviously he's being raised in a society that promotes the fuhrer so he believes that the Nazis are the way to go. Um, and it becomes very apparent that his family is actually working in the Nazi resistance and they're supporting the Jews. So yeah. there's a few different lenses and it's hilariously funny at times, but the storyline is actually really gripping and there are definitely some sobering moments, but I would highly recommend it for anyone that is interested in, I, I kind of liken it to um, the book thief Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Has, history through a kid's eyes. Have you watched um, The Boy in Striped Pajamas? 
no, I've read it. And because I've read it, I will never watch it because the, just reading it I'm, destroyed me. Oh, uh, I must say the book is way better than the movie. Like the movie's yeah, good. But it's still but emotional. The, yeah. The amount of um, like the emotional pull it has on you in the book is like way greater than the, what the movie has, you know? I think really? the movie, I think the movie's still good, but you know how for some reason books, when they paint a picture, they really use a lot of descriptive words and, I don't know if for some reason it just seems more um, like heart-wrenching. I don't know, like, I don't know the Im- impact it has. Like, the movie was really good, like, but I just remember the book being more emotional for me. But maybe yeah, I, think I some read people- the book first so I knew what the movie had in store, you know? Maybe yeah. that was it. Yeah. I think some people find emotion more strongly in multimedia versus yeah. text well it yeah. probably just depends but if you like anything like boy in the striped pajamas and um the then and now series which i read when i was eight or well, yeah, eight or nine or something mm. like that but they were also world war ii through a children's perspective um if that's something that would be interesting to you i would highly recommend it it was awesome yeah i think i'd really like that movie it sounds right up my alley you know but yeah. there's there was another movie that i watched on netflix like this is a while ago and um it was a couple who they weren't allowed to be together because during the nazi time um they're also like half um they were german african people Mm -hmm. and they were really just they were treated like the jews were um Mm -hmm. and some and it does it's not even like they were they were fully german they they were just like treated just as badly as um the jews and yeah because they weren't aryan yeah and this girl fell in love with um like a commander's son and then she got pregnant and yeah it was just it's really really um i have to like find out what it's called and then let you know later but you would i think you would really like that one too I absolutely am a sucker for anything World War II related or World yeah. War I. I think that's why I love 1917 so much as well. Oh, that's a good movie, yeah. That was amazing. What have you been watching? Um, so I've actually slowed, like I'm still watching um, Grey's Anatomy, as you would probably be able to guess, but I've slowed down a little bit on it and I started, I signed up for this thing called, I don't know if you've heard of it, Masterclass? No. So it's like... Um, all these pr- people who are like really good in their profession. So like, for example, Gordon Ramsay, Ramsay's in it and he's like a, he's got classes in it and he's a famous chef, obviously. Um, and then there's like interior designers and then the um, girl who start or the woman who started Spanx, um, Anna Wintour does a um, like class as well. And they're all on different topics. So mm-hmm. there's like cooking and then even singing. So there's some famous, um, singers and then actors. Um, and it's really, really interesting because, um, what I ended up getting, I think they have a deal because of COVID isolation, <laughs> um, where instead of just, um, buying the one, um, cause they used to just sell it in classes. So you just buy one class that you're interested in. Um, but now they're selling like a full access membership and for like a one year access, it was like $300 or something, which I thought was like really, really good, better value for money. And then it came with a free pass. Like, so I got two passes for the price of one, if that makes sense. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. So I thought it was really good and I've been watching, um, it at the moment. Um, one about cooking. So it's this lady who basically, cause I, obviously this is going to sort of link in a little bit with, um, like today's episode, but there's mm-hmm. a lady named Alice Waters and she has a class on there and it's basically got to do with, um, learning how to cook from produce that's in season and available and like setting yourself free from recipes. Um, cause that's how her restaurant works. And she basically just every single day their menu changes based on what is the freshest and best um, available produce at markets, which I think is really cool. And it really um, intrigued me. So that's sort of what um, I'm watching at the moment. Um, And it's really cool. Like I've been watching while I'm cooking and I've even like just learned stuff that I've started doing now, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah. And then I've also like 
register, like just put on my list of other ones to watch like interior design. And then I'm going to watch the Spanx one, which is on, um, like entrepreneurship and building a brand. And then there's ones on advertising and, um, I think like social media or something. So I think it's pretty interesting, um, that they have so many, like they have such a wide range of categories that you can learn from. I think that you would love, have you watched Chef's Table? Oh, I watched actually the very first, like my very first episode of it last week and I loved it. Um, yeah, and- you should. I'm, I'm pretty sure they do an episode about um, Blue Hill and it's a restaurant. There's definitely one in New York and basically they are all about locally produced fresh produce and it's all about seasonality as well and how they have to be very agile in what they're offering because they go for quality over quantity and they really make you question how sustainable it is to constantly have the same menu offered year round. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really interesting um, like having that kind of perspective because I think um, a lot of the time and we all fall into this trap where we just create a shopping list of things that we want to buy and things that Um, we like to cook, which I think is fine. Like, you know, we all do it, (laughs) but I think it's really, really nice to, if, and I want to try doing this when all of this like life returns back to normal is to go to farmer's markets and find Mm, one to um, have, and to actually talk to the people who are working there and find out where they get their produce from. And she talks about the importance of making sure that the produce you get is like locally sourced so that you're supporting local farmers and then also that um, it's grown in a way that they're treating the environment with care and consideration because um, the long-term impact of like mass producing food is obviously every little bit that we do to help avoid that is going to make the world a better place, you know? Um, Yeah. And there's like, there's really interesting conversations about genetically modified food as well, because in some respects it can be great because obviously there's golden rice, which is genetically enhanced to have more vitamins so that people in less developed countries can have access to a staple food source that does more for them. And that's great. But then there are other ways where people really worry about what it's actually doing to our bodies and the fact that we are in some sense, playing God. Yeah. Um, so that's a really interesting discussion too. And anything like pesticides, which obviously they have a purpose because they they stop seasonal bugs from eating crops so that we can have access to the same foods year round. But um, what's that doing to our bodies when we're consuming it? So yeah. when we were in New Zealand at the end of last year and beginning of this year, which feels like seven years ago, yeah. um, <laughs> we were actually talking to someone at one of the restaurants there because as you would know, Auckland has quite a good food scene. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were saying how they've been surprised when they've traveled to Australia that our, basically our fruit and vegetable supplies don't change year round, whereas theirs really do. And the only thing we could sort of prophesize that being down to was that it might cost a little bit more to export it um, just a little bit further to New Zealand. Um, So they they tend to just farm from their own land and mm. eat what, what they can when it's available rather than the likes of us who have really disgusting watermelon available in winter when we just know like it's not it's, it's not, not good it's season. just yeah. you can taste the difference too I honestly you can you see can, the difference yeah you can <laughs> the color like especially you know yeah, if you the buy color. one that's already cut because um, yep. I never buy a whole one it's too much for me but um, I did notice even the difference between when you buy it in season, um, just like a regular one from, you know, your Woolies, which is, which is still a good one, but versus I went to an organic market when I was living in um, the Gold Coast, they had organic farmers markets every weekend and it was just such a difference. Um, and, you know, it, it's obviously buying organic is not something that everybody can afford to do, but I like to try to do it where possible um, just because I, I, totally agree with the philosophy of supporting, um, you know, the smaller farms and farms that, um, you know, treat the land with the respect I suppose it deserves, um, for longevity of being able to get produce, um, that's good for us, you know? (laughs) Yeah. One other thing before we get on to our main topic, I really, really want to recommend Vogue 773 questions. Have you heard of it? Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. I, I don't yes. know if you've watched Blake Lively's one. She, no, I haven't. Oh my gosh. it's She's so great. Like her thing. It just made me like 
because you know she does gossip girl and stuff and then i watched her one of that it just makes me fall a little bit more like in love with who she is as a person she is amazing so so lovely and i love ryan reynolds too yeah he's really great (laughs) but um priyanka chopra did one as well like i think it's a really really nice way to get to know people in a more intimate way because it's like a fire like shooting questions where they just it's the first thing that comes to their head Um, yeah and it's all a single shot so probably less edited but there's three seasons and 63 episodes so heaps to sink your teeth into there there's one on margot robbie that's really good um roger federer because i think he's really fascinating um so definitely that's a lot of content to get your head around um is it so does that mean you sometimes watch YouTube? Because it's it's only on YouTube, right? Or do they have it on like Vogue's website? There's one on Vogue. There's oh, one. It's okay. on Vogue videos. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I don't. I I watch YouTube from time to time for yeah. yeah, like Pilates or something like that. But I've never gone to it for content. I watch a little bit of Sarah's Day just because I really like her exercise content. Again, I think the reason I go to it is for instructional videos on exercise or like makeup tutorials. I never seek it out as a source of content. Yeah, it's fun. just it's just more about learning um, yeah. stuff. Yeah, which I think is a good thing. Like I personally don't watch YouTube for um, a lot of like personal lifestyle content. Um, I just watch it to have on in the background, like the BA test kitchen stuff. That's, I really love that. And I don't know, a lot of cooking things and sometimes just like, um, like the, Oh, there's Architectures Digest where they do tours through people's houses and stuff. That is awesome. I've heard of that. I love them. They're really, really good. So there's, there's quite a bit of content that you can access. And even if you want something a little bit more like, um, I used to, uh, you know, have you heard of Skillshare? Um, I use, so I also use them. It's sort of like YouTube, but for learning. So you can pick, they even have topics on like economics and, um, finance. And so, cause I don't know, I find it difficult to listen to things without video. Uh, I think maybe I'm more of a visual person in a way. Um, and so I like listening to things that also have video, even if I don't watch it all the time. Um, like if I'm not like, you know, when I'm cooking, I can't just watch it while I'm cooking, <laughs> but at least being able to glance to it and see what they're doing. Um, I like that. Um, yeah. which I think is why I like watching video content a little bit more. Um, but you know, at the same time, I like listening to things because obviously we listen to music and podcasts and that's fine too, but it's just, I, tend to gravitate towards things that have the video aid. (laughs) I think sometimes we do that because sometimes people don't describe things very well in an auditory way. So the way they describe things aren't the way that you can translate it into action. Whereas when they're actually doing it, all you have to do is follow. But for me as a learner, I love auditory and I love and the idea of doing it myself. Um, So that's why I think I listen to podcasts so much because I find it easy to learn from them. But definitely um, studying education, there is a lot to be said for finding the way that you learn best yeah. and doing that and also mixing it up. So I don't think it's ever good for anyone to do exclusively one way of learning, but yeah. um, stacking them and adding a few things together is sometimes a nice idea. But for me, I think if I have the choice of listening to a podcast or reading a textbook, I would listen to a podcast. Yeah. Well, I would not read a textbook. <laughs> oh, it's just so time. It's so time draining because it's not, it's not reading for relaxation. You can't do anything else while you're doing it. That really frustrates me. Yeah. Whereas at least with a podcast, you just like put it on and you can continue with your daily life. So it feels yeah. like less of a time drain. Speaking but of, anyway. Speaking of podcasts, um, that I saw a um, post today from, you know, where we did our guest interview podcast um at cove co-work they posted a post today where they recommended um some podcasts for during this time so i just thought i'd forward them because i think that they sound really good um yes one called lemon water um and it's about the particular episode that they're talking about is about the microbiome probiotics and gut health, which I think is really interesting at this time because it could help with your immunity as well. Cause I think mm-hmm. keeping good gut health um, and just keeping your health up in general um, at a time when there's like a, you know, pandemic virus going around is um, something that we should all try to do. Um, 
And then there's one called Goop, which has got to do with um, uh, this episode that they're recommending is um, got to do with relationships um, being the foundations of everything that we build on, which I think is very interesting and like about coming together to face things as a community. Um, is Goop the Gwyneth podcast? Um, I don't know. That, it's it definitely her brand. Yeah, it could. It's the Goop podcast. So yeah, I is. think so. Yep. Yeah, it's Gwyneth. And then there's the BOF podcast um, about retail consumer behavior during the. So it's like more informational lifestyle stuff, but how maybe coronavirus is affecting those things, which I think is interesting. So I'm probably going to have a listen to those as well. Yeah, um, can you put them on our story? Yeah, I'll actually post it up, um, like share their thing. But yeah, I thought that that was really interesting. And have you been listening to a lot of podcasts um, during the time that you've had? Yeah, but honestly, none of them this week really kind of stand out. That might sound a bit negative, but I've just been kind of bulk listening to the same ones I always do. I think more than ever, if I'm being honest, I'm flocking to beauty-based ones. So I love Beauty Island and I love Glow Journal. Anything Gemma Watts touches is amazing. She did a co-op with... um, with Seize the Yay with Mm -hmm. Sarah Davidson from there on Sunday. So Mm -hmm. listen to Seize the Yay, listen to Beauty Island, listen to Glow Journal. Everything else at the moment is way too corona-focused for my liking and I'm kind of like, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Before we move on to our topic for the week, I want to make everyone aware that our first book club book is Grown Ups by Marion Keys. So... If you want to read Grown Ups with us, and a lot of people are saying right now, now's the perfect time to join a virtual book club. That's what we're doing. We've already got the wheels in motion for you. But come and join us at Sunday Brunch the Book Club on Facebook, and we can all start reading Grown Ups by Marion Keys. I'm really excited for that one. You know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to order it. (laughs) Good. That's the first step. Ordering it is definitely the first step. (laughs) Yes. Okay, let's get on to our topic. Yes, let's do it. So cooking, food, I think it's sort of all ties in together um, for me anyway, um, because I think for me, the key to good cooking is good produce. Um, I think it's difficult to come out with an extremely good result of, you know, fresh, good, you know, meal um, if your produce is lacking. (laughs) Um, I don't know if that's true for everybody. Like, you know, very easily we can all make up a, you know, cook up a lasagna or whatever and, and, or like a pasta and it would be fine. But for me, when I cook special meals, I love, um, you know, going out and buying things that spark joy. Um, you know, I don't know if you're the same. Um, um, I guess I am, but at the moment, like I'm priced out, like I can't afford yeah. to go go to a farmer's market because that's not a good use of my very dwindling funds. Um, well, but I guess one day when my life is together and I'm not a mess, I will do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but um, I think for me, um, food started, like the, I, re- I remember when we talked about doing this topic yesterday and I said there's a story I remember of like when, like the defining meal that I cooked that made me realize I liked cooking and it wasn't even anything like really hectic or like amazing. It was just tacos. So it was, we were catching up with like a group of friends and me and one of my girlfriends, she was like, Oh, like let's cook dinner um, for like everybody. Cause it would be like really fun for us to do it together. And so we did, and we made tacos um, and you know, like the classic tacos where you just have everything in the middle and build your own. Um, but we just did that whole thing. And then also we made a chocolate tart for dessert. Um, and I think what made me realize that I liked it so much was, um, the joy that it gives people and the joy that I get from sharing food. Um, I guess it's a, for me, it's a way that I express love and share, you know, my passion with other people. Cause I think, and a lot of people say this, that cooking is a labor of love. Um, and for me, I can just say that that's so true because I can spend an entire day cooking in the kitchen and have so much patience and joy doing it. Like a lot of people would not be able to have the patience to make pasta and roll it out and just do that whole thing. Like they're too impatient, which is fine. Like it's not for everybody, but 
for me, it's just like, I just get so much pleasure out of it. Um, yeah. I'm kind of the same in that respect because I think I like to show people, I'm a definitely an acts of service person. So a way to show people that you care for them is to create something that they need to survive, which is food. But as well for me, I find it meditative because cooking is a process and it's nice to not have to think about what to do yourself Mm -hmm. all the time. Like you're kind of referring to someone else because they are the expert, not you. And it's also very time-based and it makes you slow down. So I think it's probably one of those things that I go to for creative outlet and for a brain break possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I definitely use it as a way to escape. <laughs> like, yeah, and I think that's why so many people are flocking to it at the moment because number one, we have the time, but also um, we are trying to escape a really horrible reality. Yeah, which I think um, is totally understandable, but I also think that people like eating what they make. Like, you know, yeah. a lot of people I think make sweet things like cakes and everything. And, and, oh, actually I saw Kylie Jenner's Instagram, like I think just yesterday or today, and she made a lemon cake and I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, I love lemon cake. And now I really want to make it. So I probably will make it on the weekend. Um, as like a weekend Yum. tea cake. Yeah. It looks yeah, I love so, heavy. yes, it's so light. And then with that, um, lemony, icing on it not even it's not even really good icing it's just so good with the cake you know yeah yeah I think it's yeah just it's not too heavy and it's like an adult cake yeah but it's just delicious so I'm definitely I can definitely see a lot of people like making things and you see it um I actually did a TikTok of me making cookies because I made them the other day and I thought oh like you know I like want to try and do things to like as extras for like while I'm bored to share but um, also to stay in line with who I am because I'm not going to be doing, I don't think I'm going to be doing a TikTok of me, like, I don't know, booty popping or anything. That's just not who I am. But, um, one of my friends said, you can literally put anything on there. It doesn't have to be, you know, what everyone else is doing. You can just share whatever content that you're interested in. So then I just decided to do that. And, um, yeah, I also put it on my Instagram story so that, anyone who's not on TikTok can see it. But I think for me, like I used to, when I was, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I wanted to start a YouTube channel for cooking um, because I just really wanted to also be able to share how to cook and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But it's one of those things where it's really difficult um, without having a crew helping, like you don't need one, but it is hard if you don't have someone there helping you film like close-ups of things. If you really want to like share the details. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's things that you can do that aren't that hard, but yeah. I think um, it would be really cool to do it. Um, IT, IGTV of you cooking. Yeah. Maybe I could do that during this time. I can work out how to do it. I think it, what's hard is editing them. Like yeah. I don't know how to, how people edit their IGTVs, like, cause it just seems really, to me, it seems hard doing that because you can't, I don't think you can format it the same way on like using the, I tried doing it, but on iMovie, it doesn't, it says that it's the wrong format for your phone. Um, like yeah. That. To be honest, I think iMovie doesn't talk well with a lot of different apps, but no, that's an aside. Yeah, um, that's, <laughs> but I don't know. I think if someone, so my mom's um, of Chinese descent and to be honest, I do not cook a lot of Asian food. Like I gravitate towards Italian and um, European food. Uh, I don't know why. I think maybe because it's some of my favorite food, but I definitely think uh, I've, I've tried to spend more time learning um, my mom's cooking um, because she doesn't have recipes. So I know it sounds really bad, but when she goes, the recipes will go with her. And yeah, um, the the food she cooks is just amazing. So I don't want. You know what you should do? Yeah, tell me. You should you should create a recipe book and give it to her for for her birthday? I have created. I've started creating her cooking into recipes, so I have some. But she doesn't cook everything all the time because I do a lot of cooking now. So it's only when she feels like yeah. doing it. So I've I've actually started working on one and and. 
um, it's just a work in progress. Like I think it's going to be something that we're just going to have to do throughout the course of like our lives. (laughs) Um, And I've just put it as something that I think. So I don't know, just as a tip for anybody, if you have a mom or a grandma who cooks a lot um, and does really good food and maybe doesn't have a recipe book, maybe you should work with them um, and like purposely get measurements of what they're doing. Like if they're like, oh, I just put this much in, you measure out how much they're putting in. And because that's what I was doing with my mom. And it is time consuming, but I think at the end of the day, it'll be worth it. And even if it is just for yourself, um, but it's also to pass down to your children and their children. And and I think it's a nice memory. Um, my Nana was really big on cooking and cook. she created recipes. So I actually have a book that it's all in her handwriting and um, it's super old, like falling apart, but it's got, she was really good at cakes. So, cause I guess back then they would always have afternoon tea and things like that. So I have a recipe book with all of her um, little goodies in it and stuff. And even like shepherd's pie. I don't know if you've, if you eat that a lot, but um, yeah, I think it's nice having family, you know, people talk about family heirlooms as maybe objects, but I also think knowledge is can be considered a family heirloom, especially with cooking. Yeah, I would agree. Um, we have a recipe that my mum's mum always used to make mm. and it's my mum has put it into a cookbook for us and it's really interesting because I, we, I don't know my grandmother that well because she passed away when I was five, but every time I make that, I think of her. And I think that's really special because when I have kids, I'll make it with them. And it's a way that that person's life and that person's stories can live on through food. So like you say, it's not necessarily an object that has to keep you reminding of that person, but something like a recipe and people, families traditionally share in food. So because it's such a family orientated thing, I think it's a really special way to keep that person's spirit going. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's also just nice to invoke memories. And I think food can um, bring a lot of joy and can spark memories. So like, for example, Dan and mine's first date, we ate Japanese and we had our, we actually just had our date anniversary. we call it because it's our first date anniversary. <laughs> oh my gosh. How many years ago was that? Five. Wow. That's so yeah. special. Yeah. So, um, we obviously didn't go out for dinner because it's COVID. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just cooked us a Japanese meal was actually what we also had. We had chicken teriyaki. So I just made us a chicken teriyaki and I don't know, it's not really that important, but it's just like cute and a nice memory. And so little it's things really like that. Yeah. At this yeah. time of year, when I was little, I used to run a lot competitively and um, my, my mom was so, so good. Like she was basically my on ground coach, like the one that would, hold the stopwatch and you know like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> support me well another person wrote my programs but she was the one that actually did it all with me and, I can imagine um, her doing that too she like oh standing God. at sunset and just cheering you on <laughs> yes she was so she used to say go faster and now that she runs she's like I'm sorry for saying that to you because I now realize that if you could have you would have <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> Clearly in a race, I would have gone faster if I could have because I like winning. Um, But she always used to, she's obviously really good with um, food as a fuel source as well. And like, I think I've developed um, a habit for healthy eating definitely from her because I just know like when we were growing up what we ate. Now I look back and I really respect her for it because she worked full time and obviously ran a house and had two kids and my dad worked longer hours. So she was doing all of it and the food that she cooked for us now in retrospect, I can see it was so wholesome mm. and she definitely encouraged a love of healthy food. And I remember because traditionally this time of year is cross country season. Yeah. So it's when, like you're warming up to go to your state championships later in winter. And she always used to make me a minestrone, a vegetarian minestrone. Yes. And those are very good for this, you. Yes, they because they've got like so much in it. Yeah. They've got fruit and veg. They've got vegetables as well as some carbs and it's nice and warm and I always remember her making it for me coming into this time of year so every Mm -hmm. Easter I think of that and I feel like I'm 11 again and it's so stupid but (laughs) it just makes me feel really happy especially at times like this when the world is not happy none of us are okay yeah Um, so that's just a really obvious comfort foods like yeah 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 um I I'm such an emotional eater and I think because of that I'm an emotional cooker because when I 
cook, I cook based on what I feel like eating. (laughs) I don't even know if that makes sense, but like I love, honestly, the thing that I enjoy the most is spending an entire day in the kitchen just cooking. And I wish like, it's actually really good that my parents are up at the moment because um, my mom's been helping me um, tidy up the kitchen. So it takes a little bit of pressure off me from just like having to do everything, like everything. Um, but I, I know that not everybody has the luxury of like having somebody help them clean up. So doing things that are simple, um, are really good too. And I think like simple recipes can just be getting, um, actually a recipe book that would be good for people who like simple cooking is Jamie Oliver has one, um, that's called five ingredients. Um, and it's literally mm-hmm. just recipes that just have five ingredients in it and it's like you know one pan bakes or one pot pastas and um that they're like quite healthy meals as well but um it's anything from you know salads to desserts and he has like a whole variety of things and it's five main ingredients and then a couple of pantry items so like olive oil or salt um but that's a lot like you know pretty expected um Simple by Yotam Ottolenghi is also similar. I got that one over Christmas or for my birthday. I'm not sure. Again, everything yeah. in the past is blurred. But <laughs> I like cooking from that one too because a lot of them are vegetarian and the same as the five by Jamie Oliver, the only ones that aren't included in the six ingredients are like your pa- your pantry staples that you yes. probably have anyway. Um, I have the simple one as well. And my favorite dessert from there is the um, Greek yogurt cheesecake. I don't know if you've made I've it yet. I've seen that one. I haven't made it, but I've seen it. It's so, so good. And you like warm honey to drizzle on it as like the sweetener. And it is so delicious. Like if you're looking for something to make at this time, especially for you, if you have a bit of time and it's not very expensive because it's just Greek yogurt and biscuits yep. really it's such a good thing to make. Um, I would really recommend you making that. Yeah, he is. He's one of, we went to, we were very lucky to go to his restaurant in London, one of them, um, and had like, you know, food from there. And it was really, really nice. Like just all the salads and stuff. And I actually, the first time I ever saw him was on MasterChef. He was like a guest. um, I think he was a guest judge. um, And set one of the challenges or something and then I was like this guy seems really interesting because like his philosophy with food and stuff like that um so I don't know I think since I started cooking I've always been fascinated with trying to learn more um and I watch things like MasterChef and MKR and like as lame as they are reality tv ish um I just really enjoyed like watching other people so that I could learn more um yeah like I learned how to make pasta from watching those shows I didn't learn it from you know um a family tradition or anything like that which a lot of people do I just learned it from you know watching and then I was like I'm gonna try and do it (laughs) um and now I can do it just like free like I I don't even need to think about it it's like second nature um and then challenging myself to make things like tortellini and ravioli it's really really cool um I think starting with simple things um and then stepping up from there is, is a really great tip with cooking, like not to just throw yourself into the deep end and get really overwhelmed. Um, cause then I think it's easy to give up and with cooking, you don't actually need to do anything that's really over the top or as, as you would say, extra. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. but <laughs> just like, just in general, just being able to cook things that are simple. Um, even things, you know, the, what are those delivery boxes like HelloFresh and stuff? Even if you just get things like that and that gets you started into learning basic things and then stepping up from there. Um, (laughs) I don't know if I never really um, fell into buying HelloFresh, but what I used to do when I was making lunch for us for work and stuff um, is I would buy, I, I would just log in and not, not even log in. They have their recipes that they post on like a blog so that you can see what the recipes for that week are for you that you could cook or pick from. And I would just download the recipes and then buy the food and just make it myself. Um, We're not advising anyone to do that because it's yeah, probably illegal. Yeah, probably. But I mean, they put it up there. To be fair, a lot of people who, like a lot of people wouldn't think to do that. And it's not something that if people are getting HelloFresh for the convenience of it, they wouldn't just 
do that. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah, um, because they don't want to go grocery shopping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is fine. But I just did that as like extra thing to help me learn more when I first yeah. like really started getting more into cooking. Um, and There's yeah, like definitely a few meals that you can make that are so simple that go at any time of the day as well. Like good scrambled eggs. You yes. can eat that meal. Yeah. And I mean, you make a really good frittata um, that you've even posted on our blog, right? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's uh, you can make that simple. at any time of the day. <laughs> yeah. And that's something that's really easy that you can like um, put in the fridge or freeze and just take to work like when you need it or if you haven't been bothered to cook anything. And if you're having it for lunch, you can put like a little salad with it, which I mean, you can buy a vinaigrette or you can just make a really simple one with like olive oil and like lemon and um you know, it, it's quite simple um, to do those kinds of things. And I think um, also maybe cooking with other people can make it more fun and push you into doing it. Um, even if you don't like love it, maybe doing it with other people can make you like it more. I don't know if you've ever yeah. cooked with your partner. Have you? Yeah, we do it a fair bit because he likes he likes eating nice food as well. Yeah. Um, so we have made pasta together. We often cook together, especially at the moment now that we don't go out to eat. But yeah. um, I would say he he's definitely a self-confessed foodie as well. So yeah. um, I really like it. It's one of the ways that we get to spend time together while being productive, while saving money. So it kind of ticks all the boxes. Yeah. But even when I was little, I remember um, to help my mum around the house, I used to do things like chop the onion, even when I was really little and I couldn't be trusted yeah. near a hot device. I would chop the onion or peel the potatoes or, you know, yeah. things like that. And that's a way that it's really good to get kids involved at those early stages so that they begin to understand not only how to cook, but the basis of good nutrition as well. Yeah. There's um a, there's a person on Instagram that I watch. Um, his Instagram's called Russi Pierce. I'll share them on our story. Yeah. Um, have you heard of them? Or, yeah. So yeah. fun fact for our very first date, um, sure. My partner. <laughs> Why? <laughs> anyway, I was vegan at that time. I was vegan at that time, poor guy. And um, I don't think he's ever dated a vegan or vegetarian before. So clearly, I'm the most high maintenance. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not surprised. <laughs> That's fine. But he actually went to recipes and got one of their um Asian dis- dishes and changed it around a bit to make it vegan and cooked that for me the first time I Aww, ever went to his place. That's so nice. I, I remember I remember asking him, would he like cook vegan for you? And and then I think he said that he already had or something and I was like, oh Lauren, he's a keeper. <laughs> yeah. But do you want to know do you want to know the biggest part about that whole situation is that he didn't tell me he was cooking me dinner and it was oh. our first like proper proper date. So I didn't know if he liked me that much. So I ate before I went. Oh my and gosh. Then, I actually said no because I was so full. And now I look back, I'm like, you should have just had some. Like, you yeah. should have just had some. Because I didn't I didn't think he'd made it just for me. I thought he was just Aww. saying like, oh, hey, I've got some here. Did you want some? Because I think he was trying to pass off as being cool. Um, but he'd actually gone out and bought miso paste for me. Like, that's Aww. how you know someone likes it when they buy miso paste for you. Um, and he probably and didn't I even didn't... like miso paste. No, no. So he loves recipes though yeah I love his and also I was I was gonna tie that into his daughter I think her name's Poppy um she's so cute cute and she has like a learning um stand and she stands there and cuts things and then um it's like a kid safe knife so don't worry guys like I I, because I was worried too when I saw I was like oh my gosh like she's using a knife and um then I looked at the like knives page and you can literally put it on your skin and it literally doesn't cut and then it just cuts the vegetables so anyone out there with kids like if you can get them involved in any way like I think it's really cool um to learn like for them to learn things and just even have different textures to play with and and even if they're not really doing anything important it's just a fun family or like couple thing to do to learn more. Yeah. Um, and, and also I think it's a nice way to spend time together while being productive. Yeah. Um, but like I mentioned before, it is cost effective and it is isolation friendly. So we're yeah. all about isolation friendly activities at the moment. I'm just looking on the recipes, Instagram page, and Me the most too. recent post um, were ricotta hotcakes, which sound amazing. And I'm actually getting hungry. So that's tempting. <laughs> it looks really good. And I've actually got ricotta in the fridge because I bought, I don't know why, but Woolworths didn't have any like smaller things available. So I bought like a massive one kilo 
you know, the ones in the package that they sell in the cold section. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, I was put into a corner where I had to buy that, which is also why I made the, um, bruschetta yesterday because it had a ricotta like butter on it. So I yeah. used it for that, but now I can use ricotta for this too, which I think is great. So <laughs> I'm probably going to make this. Oh, but he this makes the ricotta. Makes the ricotta. Yeah. I'm, mm, that's a, that's a bigger stretch. Oh my gosh. But I think I might just have to use the ricotta I have and then I'll make ricotta another time. But actually on the, yeah, I don't want to waste it. And also actually on the center app, um, they have recipes on there and they're one of their snacks on like something to make is ricotta. So it's, I think it's one of the easiest, um, cheeses to make. And I would guess it's much more delicious because it's fresh and you know exactly what you've put in it. And it's always better when you can make things yourself, I think, or try to. Um, and one of the, well, the masterclass that I'm watching with Alice Waters, she makes ricotta and she just serves it with honey and hazelnuts as a dessert which I think sounds delicious. Um, Yum. Yeah, right? Like who doesn't – that sounds really good, right? (laughs) And also it's quite simple. Like it's not – I hate things that's like chocolate on chocolate on chocolate with caramel. Like that's not me. Like I I think I have quite a savoury taste palette, so I prefer more muted sweet things. Yeah, same. And also um, just – when I cook things, this is, a, this is probably like just a little tip from myself because I don't like a lot of really highly sweet things. Or even if I did, I probably would do this anyway, just to be healthier. But whenever I cook cakes or cookies, I always reduce the sugar by um, like half or take out a quarter of the sugar, depending on what it is. Um, Cause some things I know need more sugar, like um, certain cakes or like, you know, if you do, um, an angel food cake or something, they're really yeah. light and fluffy. So it needs a little bit more of the sugar, but I just take some out because I don't like things being overly sweet. Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, I make cakes, right? <laughs> like yeah. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you actually make them. Yeah. I make good ones. Um, I think, well, my mom thinks not necessarily me. I hardly eat them actually, but I always reduce the sugar and everybody loves my cakes because they say that they're really well balanced because I reduce the sugar in the cake and then I always put like a curd or something in it or on it so that it adds a bit more tartness. So even if it's like (laughs) from raspberries or lemon or something like that, just, just to balance the palate and not give you that, you know, that sweet headache that you can get from eating things. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah, same. So one tip for cooking sweet things, um, because I'm sure a lot of people are doing it at this time, you don't want your sugar intake to rise dramatically. (laughs) So if you can find a way to reduce the sugar or replace the sugar with something like a healthier alternative like coconut sugar or honey or maple syrup, um, I would suggest that as a very good alternative um, to just refined white sugar, Um, just as a little tip. Um, But yeah, I don't know. about I think adding salt to things is important too. <laughs> like if you yeah, add salt. spices are important. Yeah. So, you know, whenever you cook a pot of pasta, you always want to put heaps of salt in the water because it actually makes a really big difference to how nice the pasta tastes, I think, for some reason. It doesn't it doesn't seem like it till you actually do it. And then you're like, wow, this tastes so good. <laughs> yeah. Or until you don't do it. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, um, okay. <laughs> This is not as good, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, I don't know what else about cooking, like for you, if there's anything that um, I don't know what kind of tips I should give. I'm I think sure. you've, you've given some good ones. We've been going for just short of an hour now. I guess any tips I've got are always check how long it's going to take before you commit to starting the recipe because I've been caught out that way before where it's like a three hour process or something needs to have been soaked overnight beforehand and you want it for that afternoon. So check how involved the method is going to be. Um, Like you said, shop locally and fresh produce if possible. And if your Mm. finances allow Um, and then Always make sure if you're checking for other people what their dietary requirements are before you start cooking something. Definitely. And I mean, you would you would have experienced that personally because you um, had a bit more of a selective diet, not selective, just restricted diet for a while. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's fine with me because I could eat it without dying, but some people will get really sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have one of uh, a friend of mine and she's celiac. And that literally means that if gluten touches it at all, she'll get re- very severely sick. And it, it's not nice um, because she's in, she gets into a lot of pain and it, it's just not something that you want to, you don't want to ever make other people sick with your cooking <laughs> and make sure things that are, co- are cooked properly that need to be like chicken. You never want to serve oh raw gosh. chicken. <laughs> That's a very, oh like, <laughs> um, I don't know if you can, if, if you can afford yourself a thermometer, um, if you're not sure by like just looking at it or timing and stuff, like if you ever want to make doubly sure, just get yourself a, like just a random thermometer. Well, not a, not a, like body temp one, but a cooking one, um, just stick it in and just check that it's, um, it's to temp. Like, I think some of them can be like five or $6. Like, um, so that's also a good tip is have a thermometer handy. And I like having scales and measuring cups. Um, that's yes. something cause I'm very, um, structured and methodical in my cooking, even though I, yeah, you are, I'm a little yeah. bit more like, Oh, that's pretty much a cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can be with certain things like with, um, like ragus and like, you know, what you, what, uh, what did you say before a minestrone? Is that what it's called? Yeah. It yeah. sounds really weird saying that. I don't know why, but it, with things like that, I'm a bit more like loose and I'm like, yeah, whatever, like this is good. But, um, with things like cakes or, I don't know, certain recipes, I'm like, no, this has to be way more exact because it may, I feel like it makes more of a difference on the end yeah, result. Yeah, you can't be, you can't be loose with baking. No, no, that's probably, and I really like baking. So it's probably why I tend to be a little bit more like that is just because it's something I enjoy. Um, Can I leave everyone with a funny story before we say goodbye? Yeah. When I was in year 12, one of my friends had been messaged by a guy who obviously wanted to hang out with her and he's his sales pitch was that he was on the latest season of MasterChef oh <laughs> and we watched and he was in the audition section and he didn't make it through because he served up raw chicken. <gasps> That's not something that you should be proud of, Ben. <laughs> well, I know. Maybe he didn't think that we'd actually watch it, but also like how do you believe that you're good enough to audition for MasterChef when you don't get your bloody chicken cooked properly. Oh my goodness. That is bad. Like so, so up yeah. raw chicken. I, the, key, the key takeaway from that is that everyone makes mistakes. Yeah, they do. I, I actually considered auditioning for MasterChef probably three years ago, um, but I decided I didn't have the, I don't know, it got very, com- like it, I think the competition turned into more of people who are like ridiculously been practicing and like they're so good. And it, it, I actually I like think it, you could do it. Yeah, I, I probably could if I really wanted to, but it's hard because I just felt like they were so like it wasn't about being home cooks anymore. It was about just like beating each other and like and I didn't really want to become a chef. I just wanted I just want to share food and yeah, I lo- like you know Po. Yes. Um, yeah. From yeah, and she has like a little cooking show, and I love that style of cooking where she just goes out and like talks to people about what they're cooking and then tries to do the same thing. And, and even another one of my favorites is Maggie Beer. Like I, yeah, she's awesome. She really resonates with me, reminds me of like my Nana and, and that style of cooking. Cause she's from that same generation. Um, so yeah, I, I think that, you know, having a few certain people that, that you sort of look to for cooking, cooking inspiration, <laughs> I'm going to come, make up that word. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, I think if you can have a few people that you look to for cooking inspiration and then try to keep things simple or just start where you're comfortable, it's always a good thing. And just making sure you don't serve anything that's not meant to be raw, raw. <laughs> you know, now that you've said that there's literally not a TV show, not a reality TV show that I think I would be cut out for. Really? Well, I mean, yeah. You know, back in the day, you probably could have gone and bachelor, but that's not an option anymore. Absolutely. That's probably <laughs> the only one that I ever thought I could have a go at. But clearly, I have that's, reasons why I don't need the bachelor anymore. But that's a good thing. You should be grateful. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess I'm lucky to be not in that field. But, but then, um, yeah. Also, you could maybe go on like Survivor, like if you think you could survive. <laughs> Um, I heard that they don't let you take in many things and I 
like my skincare, so <laughs> I'm not really interested. I heard your voice shaking when you're like, I need skincare. No, hey, skincare I and just skincare, skincare and, and a straightener and a podcast. <laughs> like, I am not cut out for it, but mentally, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I can play games all day long, but I am not not going in there without hyaluronic acid or sunscreen. Well, maybe you and I could do MKR together because I could never do MKR because I never had anybody to do it with me, you know? Yeah, actually, that's but not bad. Maybe we could also, do that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm the person that you want with you because I think I'm too chilled for you. Yeah, I know. I, I considered having my mom, but then she's too annoyed. Like, not annoying. That's the, in the, that's really bad. But in the kitchen, in the kitchen, I'm very bossy. Like I am probably, I'm probably the annoying one. And then it makes me think other people are annoying, but it's actually me who's, you know, that kind of person. And that's I'd probably, be like, I think this is fine. Let's just play the And I'd be like, no, this is all wrong. Yeah, I can believe it. And we'd never have this podcast again because we'd get no, into big fun. It'd be ruined. The whole thing would be ruined. And then all of our listeners would be devastated. Well, we hope. Maybe yeah. we'd be okay. With- <laughs> They'd be like, okay, bye. <laughs> okay, we really need to go because I yeah. need to leave. And but thanks for listening. Stay safe. Follow us on enjoy Instagram, SundayBrunch underscore the podcast. Yes. And enjoy your week. And, and maybe I'll run into you um, on another um, morning run sometime. Yes. And literally run. Also, your puppy is so cute. Like I, I know. Can't. She's such a good little runner. Like, honestly, if you ever need me to dog sit, I'm just here. Like, I'm fine. Yes. Even if she wants to I chew, truly believe that. Even if she wants to chew my sandal, like it's fine. I'll sacrifice that for her. <laughs> too soon, Tia. Too soon. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Have Bye, a good everyone. day. Bye.